Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Every Woman Network podcast, a chance for you to engage with some fresh ideas for you and your career development. In this episode, you'll hear from Every Woman expert Alina Addison, exploring perfectionism. Alina runs an executive coaching and leadership development consultancy, specialising in emotional intelligence. She knows very well the demands of home and work, and like many ambitious women, often strives to be perfect in both roles. But, as Alina explains, perfectionism can be detrimental to your mental health and can hamper success. Are you a high achiever or a perfectionist? So if you're wondering whether you are a perfectionist, there is a good chance that you are, at least to a degree. Because you might well have an investment in the identity of being a perfectionist because of the positive connotations of the word perfect. Now, who doesn't want to be perfect? It's important to educate yourself about what constitutes perfectionism and why it is seen as a negative thing. And then you can decide how much you want to work at shrugging off these traits and learn strategy to accomplish your goal. Because the problem with perfectionism and the reason you want to know if you possess any perfectionist traits is that perfectionists actually tend to achieve less and stress more than regular high achievers. Being a perfectionist makes it more challenging to meet the goal of being perfect or even of reaching a personal best. And perfectionists are are a lot like high achievers, but with some key differences. Do you see almost perfect as a failure? Is almost perfect, it is actually seen as a failure by perfectionists who will accept nothing less than perfection. Secondly, are you hard and judgmental on yourself and others? Is that highly critical? trait because generally speaking perfectionists are more critical of themselves and others than high achievers whilst high achievers take pride in their accomplishments and tend to be supportive of others perfectionists tend to spot mistakes and imperfections thirdly are you afraid of not reaching your goals and see it as a failure Um, again high achievers tend to be pulled towards their goals and by a desire to achieve them whereas perfectionists on the other hand tend to be pushed towards their goals by a fear of not reaching them So um, again, they see anything less than a perfectly met goal as a failure. Unrealistic standards, you often set your initial goals out of reach. Again, unfortunately, your perfectionist goals aren't always even reasonable. Focused on results, and I know all all high achievers are focused on results, but do you see the goal and nothing else? Because the high achievers can enjoy the process of chasing a goal as much as actually achieving the actual goal, whereas the perfectionists see the goal and nothing else. And then what happens is, do you beat yourself up when goals are unmet? Because perfectionists are much less happy and easygoing than high achievers. While high achievers are able to bounce back fairly easily from disappointment, perfectionists tend to beat themselves up much more and stay in those sort of negative feelings when their high expectations are not met. And then there is a you know, fear of failure. Are you so afraid of failure that sometimes you don't even start? Um, because they place so much focus on results and become so disappointed by anything less than perfection, failure becomes a very, very scary prospect. And then procrastination uh, is a result of all of that. Do you put off things until the last minute? Uh, which seems paradoxical uh, because perfectionists would be, you know, to be prone to procrastination as this trait can be detrimental to productivity. 
but perfectionism and procrastination do tend to go hand in hand. And defensiveness um, is another consequence. So do you take constructive criticism defensively? Because of a less than perfect performance, it's so painful and scary to perfectionists, they tend to take constructive criticism defensively. And finally, the last consequence of that is a sort of low self-esteem. Do you constantly let yourself down no matter how well you do? They, because perfectionists, again, can be very, very self-critical and unhappy, and they, as a result, can suffer from low self-esteem. They can feel lonely or isolated as their critical nature or and rigidity can push others away as well. I will share with you a definition of what does this adaptive and maladaptive mean. Someone who maintains a healthy self-esteem, uh, they regroup. What they meant is regroup from failure, and then they try again. Whereas the maladaptive perfectionists often react badly and lash out to themselves and others. They've got this really, really high, very loud self-critical voice that just keeps telling um, ourselves that we are not good enough, that we could have done better. So, you know, the, although, the, as we said, the adaptive is a positive because it does refer to normal, to healthy levels of perfectionism, which can motivate you to do your best work and also prompt you to rise to a challenge. And it encompasses a grounded and realistic awareness of individual strengths and weaknesses. And it's a general attitude of compassion towards yourself and also those that you engage with. And research has shown that the adaptive perfectionist is also associated with higher levels of engagement, satisfaction, and also with a sense of meaning in life. But as we said, you can also have too much of a good thing. So um, for those who have got these incredible high standards, either for themselves or for others, the quest for things to be just right becomes unhealthy and even toxic. And this kind of maladaptive perfectionism represents the difference between striving to excel and striving to be perfect. And the later is almost always impossible. Well, I would say always, because there is no such thing as perfection. Alina has explored the different types of perfectionism, but what do they represent and what are their pitfalls? For many women striving for perfection, it is fear that restricts them from achieving their full potential, whether it's fear of disappointing others or fear of failure. Fear, of course, it's a survival mechanism and in small amounts, it is a motivating tool. Uh, but it's when it becomes paralyzing and it stops us from doing um, what we want to do, it's when it becomes a real problem. So, and this is, this is the result because that's what happens. It's that that's loud self-critic gets so loud um, that that's what we see in the mirror. As I said, fear in, good, in small amounts is good. It is a catalyst for change. But when it uses the most insistent, relentless and you know, provocative words like what if, you know, what if, what if is what fear usually does to us. What if it's bad? So I always say to all of my clients, just refrain, you know, Say thank you to fear for protecting you. Uh, and what if it's good? Um, so see, see for what it is. Uh, again, because fear's favorite words are, I told you so. You know, I told you you would regret it. I told you it was too risky. I told you you will make mistakes. We're looking for all of this reinforcement that um, we were right. And then fear becomes self-fulfilling. Uh, when that voice in your head is so loud that no matter what you do, it will constantly let you down. Um, 
No matter how well you do, that's what you will see in the mirror. That's when it becomes really, really dangerous. Uh, because perfection is, it is really a dangerous state in, um, well, it's a dangerous state of mind in an imperfect world, I say. Uh, because even though we live in an imperfect world, there are still many who are so obsessed with making their lives absolutely perfect. Um, and if we leave no room for error, then no matter what challenge we take on, the end result will always be disappointment. And this is what Brenna Brown, which I'm sure many of you already know, that's her quote on sort of healthy and unhealthy perfectionism. So it's understanding the difference between healthy striving and perfectionism is critical to laying down the shield and picking up your life. Because perfectionism hampers success. It's often the path to depression, anxiety, addiction, and life paralysis. I think asking the question, what if? You know, what if it's good rather than what if it's bad? And 80% is good enough. Um, rather than stopping yourself from doing uh, anything because you want it to be perfect. So although, as I said, we all experience perfections to varying degree, according to Professor Paul Hewitt and also Gordon Flett, there are three, di three different kinds of perfectionists, and we will all have a leaning towards one in particular. At healthy levels, the self-orientated perfectionism spurs you to do a good job. It encourages you to take pride in your work and it motivates you to deliver to a standard that does you credit. And it's often associated with nurturing personalities who thrive on intimacy and also altruism. However, at unhealthy levels, you can fall victim to your own stringent self-evaluation. The work you do may never meet your high standards. And if you make a mistake, you may well dwell on it excessively. It can make you push yourself too hard, creating undue stress or cause procrastination. And what happens here, you would rather put things off than risk failing. So again, my recommendation, my suggestion is just, you know, failure, and it doesn't exist. Failure is feedback. Well, certainly that's what I tell all my clients, um, is if you've learned something from it, uh, then certainly no failure. The second type of perfection is, is the other orientated perfectionism. And this is where you focus on how well others are doing. So that's where you put your focus um, on it's on other people and how they're doing things. And at healthy levels, this allows you to hold the vision of the best that people can be, giving them something to aspire to. It gives you the potential to be an inspiring leader and it also encourages others to do their best work. And the standards you set can motivate your team to strive for success. However, at the unhealthy level, you can be very judgmental, controlling, you can't delegate. Um, you know, perhaps you're not as supportive as you could be or should be, uh, or even choose not to delegate work uh, because you don't trust other people to do it as well as you can. Uh, and I will confess, this is the type of perfectionism that I, uh, I came up with. And then thirdly, you've got the socially prescribed perfectionism. Uh, here you believe that um, other, People have got great expectations of you. And in order to be accepted, you need to meet those standards. So you look at, um, you know, so perceived high standards of other people um, for you. And then in terms of the, you know, at the healthy level, here you really are striving for success. So that's where there's some distinction between high achievers and perfectionism. Um, is you have an unassuming, maybe even the self-deprecating modesty. However, this is one of the most challenging of the three perfectionist types because you um, 
you really are trying to live to someone else's standards uh, and they could get um, easily out of control uh, when you keep making assumptions. And at unhealthy levels, if you believe that everyone is judging you, confidence can really be hard to come by. This perceived external pressure can also result in overworking, in self-doubt, in low self-esteem, and the stress that comes from a constant fear of failure. So that's what the, the, the biggest fear here is the fear of failure. Uh, and a likely outcome given that these harsh critics are imagined rather than a reality. So this is where that uh, little voice in your head is, is really, really loud. Uh, so how can you adapt in, in that sense as a perfectionism if we all embrace the idea that we all uh, at some level uh, perfectionism, um, one of those types, how can we increase our adaptability to become an adaptive perfectionism as such? So adaptability has got three emotional components. And some of you might have seen this in the past, but you've got flexibility, open-mindedness, and you've got acceptance, um, like the three components of adaptability. And the idea is that you need to stretch all of those three, uh, some more than others, in order to really increase this muscle of adaptability. You need to get clear on what success looks like. You know? And then again, you need to watch your language for anything which is negative. Um, in that sense, if you're using hypercritical words such as, you know, lazy or stupid, you've got to be careful as to uh, making an effort to, to really use positive words and stop all of that, all of nothing thinking. Again, if there is no margin for er error, then um, that it's going to create a lot of stress into the system. And when people do a good job, let them know, uh, let yourself just, um, you know, not perfect, but good enough. Alina wants us to focus not on perfection, but good enough. That, she says, is progress. Perfectionism is something that doesn't just impact our work life, it creeps into our personal life too. So, how do you stop this from happening? We're probably, as women, more perfectionism at home than we are at work, I would argue. Um, and again, it's, we've got, it's just whose responsibility is, is it? Women just tend to, to wear so many hats. And we become what I call a sort of a caretaker. Um, so we want to do it perfect uh, or perfectly. As a mum, we want to be the perfect mum. As an employee, we want to be the perfect employee. And sometimes it's, it's just that simple question, who's, is it my responsibility and who can I ask for help? I know that sounds obvious, but actually sometimes is who, who can help me do this? Because as a, as a reform perfectionist, shall I say, it's, it's very difficult to delegate. Uh, we think we can do it. Perfectly, uh, but sometimes it's someone could do it as well, if if not better, if we just give them the chance and asking for help. That would be uh, that that would be my suggestion. Uh, it is especially at home in the personal um, life, and sometimes it might not be obvious. But look around, look around, uh, and ask for advice. This is one of the tips that women use least, and it's probably one of the most effective. Um, people love to be asked for advice, so. Look around and say, I would love to have your advice on this and see what comes back. That was Alina Addison talking about perfectionism and how it might be impacting your career. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Every Woman Network podcast. Continue your career journey on the Every Woman Network by logging into your personal dashboard at www.everywoman.com.